How we doing, everybody? The NRL Supercase Therapy Podcast, the Round 19 Review. What an unbelievable round of footy uh, right across the board. Sensational games. I don't think there was a dud all weekend, which is uh, which is great. Um, unbelievable drama there at the end. Uh, that Sunday night game, Cows Tigers. Uh, I just caught I just caught the second half uh, again just before and watched that um, unbelievable drama. Uh, it had everything. Um, look, let's go all the way back, wind all the way back to Thursday where uh, the mighty Brisbane Broncos took on the Parramatta Eels at Combank. Broncos, uh, quite convincing victors in the end. 36 points to 14. Let's have a yarn about it. The high-flying Broncos tries to Corey Oates, Payne Haas, Jordan Ricky, Kirk Catewell. Oates actually got a double and Anna Reynolds who had a blinder. For the Eels, Sibbo a double and Wunga Blake scored a try. Had about 20 disallowed. Funny old game for Wunga Blake. Uh, yeah, this game, uh, I thought the Broncos were very, very good. Reynolds just ran the show, didn't he? He was just superb. Um, what an unbelievable pickup he's proven to be for the Broncos. He just ran the show. Carrigan looks sensational in the middle there. Uh, looking more and more like Isaiah Yo every day. Um, he's got some good ball playing in him. Uh, and he's just controlling things really well there. I, re- I just like his style. Uh, plenty of running in him as well. Makes a shit ton of tackles. Uh, he is turning into a very complete footballer, is Carrigan. Haas looks strong on return. Scored that try where he busted through, and then he just swerved past Gutherson like he wasn't even there. Prop on a fullback. It's not how it's supposed to be. But Haas looked very strong. Uh, so did Mam there running on the left. Uh, I really like Mam there. I really like the dynamic between Reynolds and Mam. Reynolds, no doubt, is in charge of this team, and this is his team. But he doesn't uh, he doesn't dominate the ball as much as say um, a Cherry Evans or uh, even a Cleary, uh, to be fair, um, or a Hines. He's he's uh, he's more than happy for Mam to uh, to have a go at things on that left edge. There, he put a great ball through to Capewell. It looked quite simple in the end. I don't know if that was more a reflection on Parramatta's defence, which was pretty brittle all night. Um, and I was not expecting that kind of uh, effort from Parramatta. They're usually very, very good at home, uh, but not to be on Thursday. Broncos just powered them. It was, uh, what was the score at half time? It was 24-10. Yeah, that's right. Brisbane got out to a great lead, and um, and they didn't relinquish it. Uh, Haas with 105. Thank you very much. Adam Reynolds, as I mentioned, very strong, 94, and Pat Carrigan, 77. Uh, Oates just continues to score tries for fun. Uh, 63, so not much doing without the tries there, but still, uh, you'll take that. Uh, Ezra Mam, 56, uh, great score if you've got him in your team in Supercoach. Don't necessarily have to have him in your 17. He's, he's good to have uh, in the squad. Uh, for um, uh, for the Eels, uh, Sean Lane continuing his strong form with 91. Uh, the usual suspects here, Papali, 73. Uh, Sivo with the double, 69. Gutho with 67. Uh, Dylan Brown, 62. Uh, Ryan Madison, 51. Not sure if he's if he's 100 there with those ribs. Um, they did quite well, Brisbane, at wrapping him up. I mean, he's so effective with that offload because he's so tall and strong and he stays upright in the tackle there and it's quite hard uh, to wrap him up there. And I don't know how many times I was uh, yelling out, look for the offload, look for the offload, and they just managed to wrap him up enough. Um, Mitchell Moses with 41, but disappointing there. Uh, Parramatta Reels, they're in a little bit of trouble here. I mean, they've got a pretty tough run home, 
and they are in, I think they are in, yeah, they're in seventh place. They are two games clear of the Roosters in eighth, so you'd think they are going to make the eight, but um, it's just hard to know with these blokes. Uh, they do have a tough run. You think they might just limp into the finals, but then again, they're the kind of team, like we, you know, they've, they're the only team that's beaten Penrith this year. Uh, they've beaten the Storm, mind you. A few teams have beaten the Storm. Um, you know, they could win. They could win most of the games running into the finals and, and come in red hot, play in the top four and, you know, really give it a shake. And I, to be at, at the moment, I think there's only two teams that can beat Penrith. Uh, that's Cronulla and it's also Parramatta. Just because Parramatta have done it before and they're one of those teams, if they can turn it on, um, they are very strong. I mean, the last time they had a good game uh, was against the Roosters maybe a month or so back, where they look really good. They look really good for maybe a half, maybe 50 minutes, uh, and then fell asleep a little bit. But they were it was probably the best footy I've seen any team play this year. And the Roosters were up for it, and um, Parramatta just took care of them. Uh, so we'll wait and see how that one plays out. But, uh, yeah, great win for the Broncos. Firmly entrenched in the top four now on 26 points. Uh, the Eels on 24 uh, and yeah, just stumbling a little bit there, but I, I still think they're going to be okay. There's enough quality across the board for the for Parramatta. Um, but yeah, you'd be a little bit disappointed if you're uh, if you're an owner of someone like a Mitch Moses, uh, for example. There, or I mean, and uh, also Matto fifty. You're probably hoping for a little bit more. First game on Friday, and it was the Dragons and the Seagulls at Cogra, and the Dragons took care of business here in the wet, twenty points to six. Ben Hunt with a double, uh, Matthew Fingai with a late try, Josh Allier, the only try scorer from the Manly Seagulls, uh, who were missing uh, Jake Trevojevic, uh, Andrew Davey, and uh, Croker there at dummy half. And that really showed um, they were really missing him there. Uh, Walker ended up playing dummy half, and, and he's not a hooker. Uh, it really showed. Cherry Evans was quiet. Ola Kawatu was quiet. That's reflected in these scores here. Uh, Ola Kawatu, 29. Cherry Evans, 31. Uh, just not just not much doing at all. Uh, LAA top scoring with 88. Uh, Ruben Garrick just 48. Uh, for the Dragons, uh, Ben Hunt 87. Just a quality player. And Zach Lomax 60. It's really the two only super coach relevant players. And they top scored for the Dragons in this one. Now let's have a look on the ladder here. Very, very important that the Dragons won that game to stay in touch. Because they are on 20 points. There are four teams there between 8th and 11th. All on 20 points. The Roosters are in the eight on points difference. So you've got the Seagulls, the Raiders, and the Dragons, with the Raiders and the Dragons winning over the weekend, uh, really putting pressure on the Seagulls. So really good race there for the uh, for the bottom eight. And, I mean, that's going to be great to great to um, keep an eye on. Uh, I mean, the top four, it's, it's a bit of a race there as well. I mean, we had uh, – it looked like it was going to be second, third, and fourth place leading going into this round, all losing this week, Cowboys – pulling it out of the fire late. Um, but with the Sharkies losing, with the Storm losing again, just opens up that um, all parts of the top eight there uh, makes it for a really interesting end to the year. Uh, the late game on Friday, and this one was a beauty if you're a Roosters fan, uh, 42 points to 12. Um, Tedesco, he was just in everything. Unbelievable. Such an unbelievable player. Uh, just the motor on the bloke. There was one play there where he was on the far left-hand side and uh, he passed. He was he might have been first receiver. Passed it out. The, ball con- the, the play kind of broke down a little bit. Uh, 
Roosters picked it back up again, ran, and he was on the right-hand side, and he put uh, he put Suwali away for the try. He's just always around the ball. He never gives up on a play. Dude is just the man. Uh, Kiri was back and played okay. Took a bit of a backseat, actually, to uh, Sam Walker playing halfback, which I really liked. Uh, he just eased his way back into things, and that's really good. Uh, obviously, for uh, Newcastle, losing Kalen Ponga, I mean, that's just huge. Um, and he went down with the HIA very, very early. It wasn't so much the uh, contact from Matt Lodge, who got who uh, just put out a lazy arm after Ponga stepped. It was the contact on the ground when he hit the ground. He did hit the ground hard, and because uh, I didn't initially see that. Um, the trainer, who's always been pretty cautious, that Newcastle trainer, always uh, very conservative, um, is on the side of caution when it comes to the HIAs, I've noticed, and it didn't take long, and he was patting the old head there, and saying, no, you're coming off for a HIA. And I'm like, geez, it looked like there was nothing in that. Until you saw the replay and you saw Ponga hit the ground, his head hit the ground pretty hard. Um, and yeah, and it now looks like he is going to be out for the rest of the year. They're, they're just going to put him on ice. I think that is three concussion, maybe four for the year and three in the last six weeks or something like that. Uh, so the poor bloke can't catch a trick. Let's hope that he can recover uh, and... Um, and come back bigger and better than ever because uh, he's great for he's great for the game. The Knights desperately need him, um, and yeah, it's a real shame after that unbelievable game three effort in Origin for Kalen Ponga. Uh, once that happened, Newcastle were no chance, uh, and the Roosters ran right. Really tries to Kiri uh, Suwali got a double uh, Tedesco uh, Tupo got a double Crichton came crashed over for his first try of the year, and Egan Butcher uh, scored a try as well. Egan Butcher had a really good game. I thought he was excellent in the middle. Um, let's have a look at the points. Tedesco, 152, if you don't mind. Put the put the captain on uh, James Tedesco, and he delivered. So absolutely stoked with that. Uh, Suwali, 116. Jeez, he's a specimen. Tupo, 93. Sam Walker with 88. Crichton with 82. Um, what else we got here? Of relevance. That's about it for, for uh, the Roosters. Uh, for the Knights, Edric Lee with 89, uh, Clamour 56. There's not much else doing there. Uh, Ponga 6. Um, I did mention Ponga as a uh, Pappenhausen option. Um, I did say it'd be a bit of a left field one and a bit risky, so I hope no one followed me in on that because, uh, yeah, just the six points and he is Dunskis for the year. So, um, so, yeah, hopefully not too many people followed me in there. Uh, let's have a look at the ladder. Like I said, the Roosters are in eighth. They do have a tough run home, but they're a quality team. They can win half their games. They should be okay to play finals footy. Um, but it's going to be a slog fest with them, the Seagulls, Raiders, and Dragons, all on 20 points. The poor old Knights are sitting in 14th on 12 points. Uh, just the five wins for the year, equal with the Warriors and the Dogs. But, um, yeah, I mean, their season is well and truly over. Uh, Super Sad Day kicked off with uh, a really good game. Really enjoyed this game. It was the um, it was the Warriors and the uh, Raiders down in Canberra. Uh, I thought uh, the first half the Warriors were really good. It was fourteen nil at half time. Uh, they looked very strong. Uh, Canberra didn't have a lot of ball. The Warriors playing with the wind scored a couple of tries uh, early on. Murchie in the second, uh, Arcee in the seventh. Uh, and that was all she wrote. There was a penalty for um, Johnson Slaughter penalty uh, about midway through the first half, and that was it. The uh, I dare say um, Ricky Stewart sent them a pretty strong message uh, at half time, uh, and they came out and they just played smart footy. The Raiders, 
Um, and on the first set, Jack White and kicked the 40-20. I mean, surely the Warriors knew that some that this was going to happen, and you would with that with that wind, um, you would make sure that that you don't allow 40-20, especially in the first set after halftime, and it just goes over. I think it was uh, Montoya's head. Uh, over it went 40-20. Canberra had the ball. Uh, Canberra completed 22 of 22 sets in the second half. Quite sensational. Uh, and Whiten had two 40-20s, which was crucial. They just had all the possession in the second half, and they ran over the top of them. Hopawade uh, scored. So did Chris. Harawira Naira got a double. 26 points to 14, the Raiders over the Warriors. Crucial win for um, for the Raiders to stay in touch. Uh, they are outside the eight there uh, in 10th place on points difference. Um, but a very, very important win. Uh, the Warriors, I mean, they're in also ran. Uh, they're in 13th place, and they're going nowhere. Um, I thought uh, Tarpany, another strong game. Uh, let's have a look. I thought uh, Papali was pretty good too. Uh, Fogarty top scored for Canberra with 111. Papali 93. Tarpany 73. Uh, both very, very strong games. Uh, Adam Elliott 66. I, I picked him the top score. Uh, I was looking all right in the first half there, but he quietened down a little bit. Uh, for the Warriors, Tohu Harris was 60. Uh, Sean Johnson, 56. Tabunga, 50. Just um, just not much doing there. Uh, I picked Curran to top score, 24. Not to be. Um, yeah, the poor old Warriors, I, I thought, geez, they're going to come away with a win here. Uh, sneak a win at um, sneak a win in Canberra. Uh, not to be. Going down 20 points to 10. Let's go to the middle game on Super Sad Day, and this one was a battle of uh, two top four teams, uh, and this one went pretty much exactly how I predicted it. I said 20 points to 10, and that's how it ended up. Uh, the Panthers, just too good for the Sharks um, in the wet out there in Penrith. Tries to Tungo, Edwards, and Luai, who sealed the deal there in the uh, 77th minute. Uh, for the Sharks, tries to Connor Tracy and to Matt Moylan. Uh, look, two very, very good defensive teams going at it here, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is grand finals right here. Um, I think the Sharks are good enough. I think they're good enough defensively, and defensively, and I think they've got enough on attack uh, to beat the Cowboys, the Storm, the Bunnies, even the Eels, teams like that, uh, and, and could certainly find themselves playing in the grand final. You would think Penrith are going to be there. Uh, so two very, very strong teams. Uh, let's have a look super coach wise uh, not very, very high scoring in this one. I picked it. Blake Braley, you little beauty. Picked him the top score, and he did with 75. Uh, Moylan, 72. McKinnis, 53. Uh, Ramian, 48. Nico Hines, 47. Uh, Talakai, 41. Uh, who else here? Of uh, Mulatalo, 28. He killed me. Uh, for the Panthers, Coruscant was 74. Luai, 72. Cleary, 69. Tungo, 65. Uh, kick out 57, to all 55, May 53, uh, Yo 44, uh, nasty incident there with um, uh, with Finucane, uh and the head clash there with Crichton and Crichton's ear splitting in two. Um, how gnarly was that? Uh, yeah, really interesting stuff um, out of that. Not even a penalty on the field. Uh, Crichton, uh, sorry, uh, Finucane is facing two or three weeks on the sideline. Don't know what for. It was a hair clash. It was an accident. This isn't rugby, uh, and I'm, I was really surprised. And, and if I was the Sharks, I would be fighting that one tooth and nail uh, because I mean there was no malice in that. It was just an aggressive play. Uh, Fanukin said I was just trying to change 
uh, trying to change things for the team. And I think they needed a big play, and I tried to come up with, with one defensively, and uh, it almost paid off. It wasn't even a penalty on the field. So crazy old one there. Uh, I hope Fanukin gets off on that uh, because, I mean, it was a little clumsy in terms of, you know, he sprinted off the line. Uh, and I think the way that his arms were kind of flailing made it look a little bit worse. But, but like I said, at the time, they didn't even – the bunker had a look at it and said, no worries, nothing nothing to see here. Uh, and so that's how it ended up uh, being until the uh, match review committee thought otherwise. So it would be very interesting to see what happens with that one. Uh, but, yeah, uh, the Panthers roll. Uh, the Sharks stay in the top four. Uh, and like I said, I, I think these two teams are a good chance of meeting in the grand final. The last game on Saturday, and it was the Bunnies 24 and the Storm 12. Uh, I thought the Bunnies were excellent in this game. Really, really strong. They had a good game plan, and they carried it out well. Showed a lot of discipline. And the Storm just some silly penalties, lots of errors. They looked old. They looked slow. Um, guys like Jesse Bromwich, uh, they're, just, they're lacking punch. Even the edges, Kafusi and Bromwich. Uh, they're definitely not the players that, that they once were. Uh, and, yeah, Asafa Solomona looks gassed all the time. Uh, King has kind of plateaued a little bit. He had a very, very strong start to the season. He started to plateau a little bit. I mean, that'll happen when the team's not going forward. I mean, that's his job to go forward. But when the other boys aren't doing that, uh, it, it, it tends to um, it tends to uh, maybe show more of the player you actually are. I mean, he, I think he's an excellent player, but... Uh, I thought maybe uh, they were they were flying earlier in the year and it was masking some of the issues that the Storm do have, and we're seeing them now with four losses in a row. Um, and I really, I, I really worry about them, and so does their coach. I mean, he said after the game, I don't know how I'm going to turn things around. I don't think I can. Uh, I mean, they're desperate to try and find um, a fullback. Uh, you know, they they admitted, yep, we're trying we try to get Reese Walsh. It's not happening. And uh, I mentioned to uh, um, shout out to one of my listeners, James. Uh, who I spoke to um, yesterday, and uh, and he said, you know, we're t- chatting about that, and uh, you know, good, well done, the Warriors for staying staunch and not being doormats anymore, and saying, no, nah, you can't have Reese Walsh, you know, and the Storm will be like, well, you're not playing them, you're benching them, so why not? And the Warriors were probably like, well, what's in it for us? What are you going to give us? You want to give us a play? Well, you can have Walsh, we'll have Cam Munster, you know, or you know, do something. You know, or, or play hardball and go, yeah, you can have Reese Walsh, but we want to see a signed contract that the next three Anzac Day games are played in Auckland rather than in Melbourne. You know, give us them as home games and, and you know, play ball here. Uh, so, you know, good on the Warriors for being staunch and saying, nah, you can't have them. Sort your, you know, sort your own problems out. Um, so, yeah, I, even though I do like the I do like the concept of, opening up the market and um, having the buyers and the sellers. If you're not going to be playing finals footy, you can become a seller, uh, get rid of some players, especially with the fact Walsh isn't going to be there next year. I know it makes financial sense. It frees up a little bit of cash that you can spend next year um, and the Storm need to fill a hole. I get that. I think we're going to see a lot more of that over the years. We still might see some more in the next few days before the August 1 deadline. Uh, I I think it's a I think it's a good sign of the game growing up and being more professional, uh, taking on more of the American model, uh, and I think it might take a while for fans to come to grips with that. Uh, but I, I mean, I can see lots of merit in that. But I think that the uh, for the Storm to say, "Hey, any chance we can have Reese Walsh?" 
the Warriors need to get something back from that more than just a small financial gain of not having him on the books anymore. You know, the Warriors still want to win games as well. They don't want to just lay down and die for the rest of this year. Uh, so, you know, I say well done to the Warriors for saying, no, you can't have him if the Storm weren't prepared to offer up a like-for-like or something like that. So back to this game, uh, Latrell continues to roll, 99 points, just scoring just scoring so well in Supercoach because he is doing a lot of the creating, taking over a lot of the uh, that left edge action that used to belong to Cody Walker, who got absolutely smashed by Justin Olam, and he didn't really recover at all. Um, he looked winded, he looked sore, and uh, he he had a very small part to play in this game, just the 15 points. Very happy to see all this because I traded Munster uh, in for Walker uh, just before the game kicked off, so I was very happy with that one. Uh, Colin Matangi, 118, scored a very easy try, and that just showed another issue that the Storm have uh, gaping hole in defense, and, and Colin Matangi just ran right through it. Uh, Alex Johnson scored a double. Guy is just a freak. He's just on fire. Lachlan Ilias scored a try and, and had a really good game. Very happy for him after what happened a few uh, weeks ago where he did get hooked against St. George. Since that game, uh, the Rabbitohs have been flying. I took the Storm in this game, uh, and the Rabbitohs were very, very strong. It was a strong defensive effort uh, and a strong game plan just to not give, uh, just to keep it, play a territory game and make the Storm uh, play from bad field position. And they just don't have the forwards to get them out of trouble. And the backs are too but uh, too impotent. There's not enough uh, strike power there. Olam was the only one that looked dangerous, to be fair. Uh, and yeah, Munster and Hughes can't really roll and Harry Grant can't really roll when the rest of the team aren't moving in the forwards direction there. So well done to South. They're, uh, they're just flying. Where are they on the table? If we have a look, they are in, I think they're in fifth at the moment, playing really good footy. The Storm are in big trouble. The Storm are definitely a chance of uh, falling out of the top four, which we all know how important it is. I mean, they're not there anymore. The Broncos are there on 26. The Storm are on 24. Bunnies are equal with them on 24. So that is a big, big concern uh, for the Storm. Uh, and they now travel to Auckland to play the Warriors on Friday night. So not a bad time for the Warriors to catch the storm. Not a bad time at all, because I don't know if they'll recover from this, to be honest with you. Um, so Johnson with, uh, so Colin Matangi, 118, Mitchell, 99, Alex Johnson, 82, just killing it for owners there. Uh, Cam Murray was 69, Cook, 62. Uh, Arrow was very strong, I thought, uh, for 61. Uh, and as I mentioned, Cody Walker, 15. Uh, for the Storm, uh, Harry Grant and Cam Munster, the ones who punched there, 62s each. Uh, Grant Anderson, 54. I know a lot of people, shout out to Bryce, uh, were hoping he wouldn't play so they could use the loop on Teddy, not to be. Um, what else? Uh, Jerome Hughes with 53. Um, but yeah, and uh, Josh King, 31. So yeah, the scores have definitely dipped for him uh, and the results have dipped for the Storm. Uh, of late, they're just um, they're just not playing really good footy, uh, and it'll be really interesting to see how they can get out of this. Let's move to the Sunday games and two really good games uh, to finish. Uh, the Bulldogs thirty six over the Titans twenty six. Look, uh, I'm I'm not a Bulldog supporter whatsoever. They're one of the teams I love to hate, uh, but I'm really enjoying watching them play. Uh, one of my mates texted and he said, "Shout out to RB," and he texted and goes. Um, you know, is it wrong that I'm really enjoying watching this? And I text back, uh, if this is wrong, I don't want to be right because uh, they're really good to watch. It's great to see the crowd and to hear the crowd. I mean, they were really into it. They were getting into Tino every time he touched the ball. They didn't let go of that 
all game. They were booing them all game. I thought it was great. Great theatre. It's good when two teams that aren't uh, in finals contention um, play this way, play good, open, still aggressive football. Last thing you want is a ball fest, a 16-12 ball fest between two shit teams. This is two shit teams that that threw the ball around, and it was a really fun game to watch. Josh Adokar, just a lazy three tries. Jerry Marshall King playing very well, scored a try. Burton got a double. Burton was on fire uh, in this one, super coach-wise. I uh, 126, I called him. I picked him for this one. 126 points. Adokar, 110. Marshall King, 108. Uh, Max King was 62, doing his thing uh, for all those. He's a, he's a player. You can play him if you need to in your 17s, but great squad member to have. Uh, for the Titans, man, they're in trouble. They are in serious trouble. They're just a poor team. And the way the Tigers played, maybe maybe the spoon is there for the Titans this year. Uh, Aaron Clark playing that... Uh, Running roll there in the middle of the field with 74. Looks good. David Fafita uh, scored a try um, off a grubber kick, 69. Tino was 69. Uh, but there's just... Uh, Jojo Fafita is a shining light there. Just a young fella, 57. He looks a good player. Um, but, man, there's just not nothing doing there at the Gold Coast. They are going to struggle. Uh, I don't think Kieran Foran's going to solve their problems next year. Uh, the doggies are on the up. I mean, they're, pro- they're not going to finish any higher than 12th because they're... Uh, eight points behind 11th place Dragons, but it's been a very strong end to the year for them. Let's see if that continues. Uh, like I said, the Titans are in a um, a shit fight with the Tigers for the spoon, both with three wins apiece. The last game, the Tigers and the West Tigers. Everybody thought this one was going to be a blowout, and it did not end up that way at all. Uh, Cowboys came out on top 27 points to 26. Tigers very hard done by. I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, look, Cowboys had a lot of errors in their game, and it almost cost them. Uh, I thought Laurie was excellent for the Tigers, running through the middle, showing some showing some of last year's form. Uh, he was very good. That try at the end for Toa was superb. Uh, great team try there with Dewey ran to the right. A uh, little bit uh, offload inside there to, um, to Laurie, running a great fullback line in the middle of the field, and then he ran the angle towards the post, set up Toa, and off he went. He scored the try. It was a sensational team try. Uh, drama unfolded after that. Uh, Val Holmes, superb. Brought him in this week. Very, very happy. Uh, 119 for him. Uh, he, you know, he's he got a big run home. 119. Nanai just continues uh, to play well. I mean, he scored a double. Holmes scored dead and scored in the first minute. Um, Nanai with 104. Uh, Robson, 78. Another strong performance. Tamalolo, 75. Um what else doing here? Drinkwater, just 36. Uh, poor old, uh, shout-out JT, who captained him, uh, not to be. For the Tigers, uh, tries to Naden, uh, New Brown, Kapoa, and Toa. Naden actually got a double. Uh, Goal-kicking let him down, just two from five from Dewey. That really, really hurts. Uh, Laurie with 102. Naden with 95. Brooks, 94. Joe O continues his strong year with 70. Um that's about it from a super coach perspective. Popular cheapy uh, for New Apollo, just 28. So that's back to back low scores there for him. Um, but I mean, he's okay to have in your squad if need be. We'll be back in a minute. He's looking at the ball. And running towards where the ball is going to come down. Sideways, which denies Kyle. Oh, oh my goodness. What? My goodness. 
Are you serious? Uh, no. He's had a shocker in the box today. All right, let's talk about it. The end of that game and the Cole Felt, uh, the penalty that was given to Cole Felt and the Cowboys uh, after uh, Asu Kapoa was penalised for um, uh, interference there off the kickoff. Uh, wow. Wasn't the penalty. Um, it does appear that in the rules, uh, you can challenge a, a kickoff uh, infringement, um, which technically this was. Just looking at what I saw there, Kapoa had his eyes on the ball the whole time. Yes, he does run a different line. It does look like a traditional, uh, you know, blocking blocking kind of line that he's running there because Felt's running in a straight line towards the ball. Kapoa is also running towards the ball with his eyes on the ball. He's just running on an angle, which does make it look like he's trying to run Felt off. Uh, so I can kind of see where they got this. Um, but they they still got it wrong. They still got it well and truly wrong. Um, you know, just, the, I mean, the whole thing, the fact that, uh, I mean, all that drama there, the fact that Dewey took all that time and ran all that time off the clock, uh, the, the, the goal hits the post, they put a second back on, uh, then from the kickoff, you know, and uh, just the way it happened, um, I mean, how many times? I mean, how many times have you seen something like this happen uh, off any kickoff? Doesn't matter if it's the first minute, the twentieth minute, the sixtieth minute, or the eightieth minute. Uh, and things like this happen, and a guy—it looks like he might have got ran off the ball, but uh, the receiving team uh, collects the ball, takes the tackle, and and it's play on. Get up, play the ball. You know, uh, it just different set of rules, different set of circumstances because of the, the time in the game, but far out, man. I mean, I feel really bad for the Tigers. Um, I thought the Cowboys could have been a little, shown a little bit more class. I mean, I think they all the players knew on the field that they got out of jail there. They probably could have showed a little bit more decorum, a little more class instead of carrying on the way they did. I know it was exciting and everything, and, you know, only two minutes earlier, the Tigers were yahooing because they scored what was a brilliant try uh, to take the lead. But I thought it could have been a case where the Cowboys could have been maybe a little bit sheepish in victory, um, you know, and just uh, a bit of a wry smile and um, shake hands and condolences to the Tigers because that was a real heartbreaker. Uh, no doubt we're going to hear more about this one. Looking forward to watching 360 tonight uh, and seeing um, seeing if they uh, canty and the boys tee off there. Uh, but, uh, I mean, classic Tigers, isn't it? And, look, I'm not a Tigers fan. I'm not a Cowboys fan as a neutral. It's this kind of stuff. You can say it's bad for the game and sort it out. And, yeah, the bunker does have to sort it out. But at the same time, isn't it why we love the game, this kind of stuff? We'll be back in a minute. All right, best bets for the week. Not so good. Let's run through them. 40 bucks on the Cowboys, over 30 and a half points at a buck 85. Um, lucky, lucky uh, all over for the Cowboys. Uh, they fell short of that mark. Um, so no dice there. $20 anytime try scorer. I went Suwali. I went Johnston. I was feeling good with Kyle Felt. Uh, and he, didn't, he came through for the uh, Cowboys in the end, but he didn't dot down for a try. Uh, just missed out on one uh, earlier in the game. So that fell through. Uh, Storm and Rabbitohs, the draw at halftime. Not quite. Missed out on that one as well. I got six out of eight 
uh, of the tips this week, missing out on the Storm and uh, what was our, the Seagulls, missed out on the Seagulls. Uh, the only one I did get right, and I picked the score on this one, 20 to 10, uh, Panthers and the Sharks under 40 and a half points. So, um, that, one, that one went to plan. Um, $37 return, still short 63 for the week. That's okay. We'll have another run next week. So a tough old week this week for Supercoach. Uh, depending if you had Tedesco and captain them, uh, that was a deciding factor. Um, 1,300 for me, 1,310 for me this week. So pretty happy with that. Four blokes in our team, in our league, sorry, uh, Bryce, uh, Dan, and George uh, also cracked 1,300. George beat me in the head-to-head. Uh, he's bottom of the table in the head-to-head, uh, but uh, knocked me over quite easily this week. Uh, Garth, who's been killing it all year, he was 75th going into this round. Uh, just snuck over 1,100. He's 154th now. Still having a fantastic year is Garth. Uh, how many trades has everybody got? Can't be many. It's um, it's slim pickings, isn't it? Uh, so, yeah, it might be a matter of uh, just uh, holding on tight and hoping for the best. Uh, if we look towards the next round, uh, there are some beauties coming up. Uh, we've got the Seagulls and the Roosters. Uh, even the Warriors Storm's going to be a fun game to watch. Eels, Panthers, Blind are coming up there. Uh, oh, Sharks, Rabbitohs, they'll be a good game on the Saturday as well. So most of the games this weekend um, are going to be really good to watch with top eight ramifications. And even some of the other games, I mean, I even think I think Titans, Raiders will be a fun game. I think Knights and Dogs could be a fun game the way the Dogs are playing. And uh, Cows and Dragons. Um, you know, Dragons don't inspire a lot, but the Cows are one of those fun teams to watch as well. So... Uh, plenty of good footy coming up. I will preview uh, round 20 uh, later on in the week. Uh, so everybody enjoy their week. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll catch you then.